Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. Not a normal episode, a bonus episode. This is... I'm Connor. <laughs> I'm Harry. Hello, bonus episode. Yes, this is... um Because we haven't released an episode this current week, uh, and we didn't stick to the day we said we were going to stick to, but that's that's fine. This is only a day late than we said. Yeah, exactly. Um, stop, stop pressuring us. We are releasing this the day we're recording, and we are saying it's a bonus episode because uh, what are we talking about today, Harry? Spider-Man! Da, da, and Hawkeye. Oh, and Hawkeye, yeah, but Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we figured we would do a um, spoiler-filled talk about these two things that we love because we haven't talked about them yet. I say love. You know, we'll get into our reviews, obviously, but yeah. Marvel stuff is what I meant. We love Marvel stuff. Yeah, but this will be, you know, full spoilers. I understand people might not have seen it yet, but, you know, if you've not seen Spider-Man or Hawkeye, then maybe um, save this episode for when you've seen them. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, and no, of course, if you if you haven't yeah, if you haven't watched them, don't listen to this. Because we are going to... And if you, ha- if you haven't watched them yet, then I don't think you care that much. Because... When Batman turned up, fucking I was blown away they're doing Marvel versus DC, but um, it's just me. I love trying to watch something and think of how I can spoil it without actually spoiling it. Yeah. Um, like like when I spoiled the end of the first episode of, uh, I think it was the first episode, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I, turned, I said to my friend that, um, oh yeah, Captain America shows up at the end, looks at the camera and winks. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> I remember that. And, um, that is a spoiler because that happens in the episode, but it doesn't sound like something you'd expect. <laughs> no. Well, um, what would you what do you want to start with? Do you want to do Spider Man first or Hawkeye first? I feel like we're gonna have more to say about Spider Man. We will. Let's we'll, we'll go with uh, we'll go with the Hawks first. Let's go with Hawks then, because the last time we spoke about it was on episode four. Probably, yeah. I don't think we talked about episode five. Let's um, just talk about it as a whole. No, then. we didn't because we didn't. We wouldn't have talked about uh, Kingpin. Fucking hell, yeah, Kingpin showed up, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I'll say my uh, overall thoughts for the series. I thought it was quite fun, but a little boring. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is weird. It's a weird comparison. And not that, actually, no, not so much boring. More disappointing, like, by the end. Mm. I wasn't fond of the way the show ended. It felt, And I feel like it, it would have benefited from being longer or condensed. Yeah. Like, if it was a movie and they'd, like, written it as a movie, I think maybe it would have worked. Or if they'd made it ten episodes. Yeah, I think... Because I think... there's a lot of stuff that's not fleshed out enough, it feels. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because, like, for, for example, like my favourite parts was the dynamic between Clint and Kate or seeing how, you know, being Hawkeye has, a, has affected... Um, yes, Clint. Those were the most interesting parts. I feel like if they had delved even more into that, I feel like it would have been really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Haley Seinfeld was brilliant in the role. Like, like we we get an idea straight away of who Kate is. Yeah, and I mean like, she's this she's yeah. this over uh, overconfident overachiever. <laughs> exactly, and I think I really like the dynamic between them two. I've always been a Hawkeye fan, but this made me just love the character completely. I really enjoyed like Clint in this series I've um, always but... yeah I've always sorry I've always liked um, the character of Hawkeye more than obviously the actor Jer- Jeremy Renner but that's yeah. you know he's got his own issues but I feel like this show gives him a lot more a lot more like, to work with emotionally I yeah think. like we've seen that he you know obviously loves his family to the point where when they disappear he goes around killing everyone and we see the fact that he has a family but that's all we've really seen and obviously his connection with Natasha Romanoff mm. Um, but th- it's all fleshed out more in this series. It's the most time we're given with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd agree. Um, and I really, yeah, I really like that. I really liked um, one of my favorite scenes of the show is um, when he when there's that phone call with his son, and you know, you obviously can't hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. It's it's, it's the it's the you know it's 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 one of those things where you get to see this character that you've seen in all these big blockbuster films, and even with. With Endgame, you know, when Black Widow dies, there's a, there's, it's just one scene. Yeah. And then there's a couple more scenes with Hawkeye where he's a bit sad and all that stuff, but a bit sad. Mm-hmm. But, but with this, it was proper like the bit where in episode five where he's standing in front of the Avengers Memorial and he's talking to Natasha. Yeah. Um, and he's just really emotional. He's just like, I wish you were here. You know, it should have been me. And all that stuff. And you really get to see just how, how fucked it's made him 
and I just thought it oh, was re- really, really one of my favourite aspects of the show. Because I, I agree with you, I think, for me, I really enjoyed... I didn't enjoy the trailers when they were promoting it, so I thought I weren't going to enjoy the series, but I really enjoyed the series overall. Um, I think I preferred like the middle to second half than the first half. Uh, but maybe maybe a little bit anticlimactic. I yeah, don't, I, don't, I really liked. I really yeah. liked the middle. Like I think the first, I think episode three and four are the strongest. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, yeah, and I don't know the show. It feels it 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 feels empty. I've seen. Uh, I've I've been rewatching it with my mum. So we're mm. like, we're on episode five. We've finished episode five, so we're on episode six. Um, but yeah, it feels empty a little bit. Like there's stuff missing yeah like i got when i got really got to the end of episode six i i want a series two purely for the fact that i wanted more like I, I got to the end of it and i was just a bit like i want to see more of this dynamic on to flesh out even more they've got so much to explore still um, yeah but i think we'll definitely get a season two just because um there's there is stuff there's loose threads there's you know yeah um a couple of loose threads anyway like with with um Eleanor Bishop, obviously she's in the comics. She's Madame Mask. Of course, of course. Um, Jack Duquesne, the swordsman. He'll probably show up again. He was actually like when he first shows up, you're instantly suspicious of him because he mm. looks like a villain. Yeah. Um, and I like that. Obviously, it in the end, it's like, oh, it's not him. It, he's just really nice. <laughs> yeah, I love how he just turned up and started like slashing people with swords. No, it was great. He was a, he was when like in hindsight, he's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, but when you fir- when you first watch it, you're like, oh, I don't like this guy because I feel like he's probably going to be a villain. But he's just he's just really nice, like uncomfortably nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. And I think, um, I mean, look, we got to talk about we got to talk about Kingpin, right? What did yeah. you What did you think of Kingpin? Can't believe he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you believe if you believe that, I'm I'm sorry, you are kind of an idiot because of course he's not dead. <laughs> They've not, they're not, yeah, they've not waited all this time to finally bring him in and be like, yeah, we're going to kill him off after one episode, fuck that. Plus the camera panned away. I think, I think, <laughs> see, I liked him because he was exactly what, he, he did all the things I loved in the Netflix series, right? So, mm-hmm. I saw some people being a bit like, I don't like him because he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And I was he's like. That's a, that exactly taken from the comics, that outfit. Yeah. And I was like, are you, are you, are you, what? Cause I was like, and also, when you I watched interviews with Vincent D'Onofrio, that was his choice. He asked for that comic accurate look. I thought, you know, I like I, w- I wish he was used in more of the series, but I understand why he was. He, they've just brought him back for the last episode, and obviously we'll carry on from there. Yeah. But as soon as he was on screen, he started talking. I was like, this is great. I was expecting him to say Vanessa at one point. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah. No. I. Um. I. I didn't think he was great. I liked seeing him again, but I feel like he was—it was a bit. It felt forced a little bit as well. Mm. But no, I still—I'm still very interested. It's funny because people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they brought him back to kill him." It's like for one, they wouldn't bring him, bring get back Kingpin for one episode and then kill him—a character they, you know, they, a big character in the MCU, and he's obviously, you know, a crime lord. He was still going to be around, of course he is. And look, I'm not. Um, this isn't. I'm not saying this is a sport or anything, but look. There's a reason. I feel like there is a reason this was brought out the same week Spider-Man came out. Yeah, no, of course. Do you know, and I'm not talking about that's not a spoiler for Spider-Man at home at all. But I'm just talking about. The well, we're fu- going to spoil it in this video anyway, yeah. so I mean, but, you can. But the, I mean, for the future of Spider-Man as a character. Podcast, not video. <laughs> um, there's a there's a reason they've brought Kingpin in now, while Spider-Man just finished his trilogy. Yeah. I feel like you. I feel like Spider-Man and Kingpin will interact in the future. I, I yeah I I hope so anyway but like I I think the next time we'll see Kingpin Kingpin I hate saying that name so much mm. uh, Fisk will be the next time we see Fisk will be in um Echo I believe it must be yeah yeah um, yeah I think I think so which we, we haven't talked about Echo I can't remember the name of the actress I think she was she was her herself was really good I enjoyed she was she's a great actress she's she, great yeah she did a lot to the role I'm not gonna lie and say I care a lot about the character. Oh, here's 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 the thing. I would she's going to be fleshed out a lot more in her own series. Like that was that's a given. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, 
The thing that this series doesn't do is it doesn't give us any hint at her ability. She's meant to have like similar abilities to Taskmaster in that she can like learn the way people do things and yeah, oh, see, I wouldn't have known that. You, no, you see none of that in this show, and I realised that the second time around, being like, oh, wait, yeah, she's in it. Uh, Alacqua Cox is her name, if that that's how you it. say it. Yeah. Play, playing Maya Lopez Echo. She is, she's deaf, and she also has a prosthetic leg. Oh, yeah, she does, doesn't she? Which, um, I don't think that the, the character doesn't have a prosthetic leg. They incorporate it into the character. Yeah. Which I think is very interesting. I like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um... No, and I think she's very good in the role. It's just the role the the role hasn't been fleshed out enough yet. Yeah, exactly. I'd agree. I think, you know, obviously we'll give a Echo series a chance. Obviously I'll watch it. It's Marvel. And that's the yeah. kind of, that's, <laughs> the, well, that's the thing. That's the that's the kind of the hold Marvel has. Once you become a fan of theirs, you'll watch it. You go, I'm not excited for it. Got to watch it because I kind of have to. But you'll still yeah. watch it. So hopefully, you know, I, I hope I get pleasantly surprised and my opinion changes on the character. Because I think she's a great. She was a great actress, and she was great in the series. I just, yeah, I, I like like you said, like um, about her abilities and stuff. I would have absolutely no idea. Have you not just told me? I mm. just, I just thought she was someone called Maya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Um. Well, you would have known she was Echo because of the no, fact I mean, that yeah. she was getting her own series. But yeah. yeah. I also get like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like there was so much. Like in the first episode, obviously in the beginning of the first episode, we're introduced to Kate's dad as well, and he's never like really used again in the series. Mm. I thought that's. I feel like maybe because I can't. Was this filmed during lockdowns? I don't know. I think partially because um, filming began in early December 2020. Yeah, so it would have been filmed during the pandemic. Okay, so the pandemic couldn't have affected it in this way, like, in in the way where, oh, we couldn't do certain things because of the pandemic, because they began filming it when the pandemic was in full flow. Yeah. But it, it felt, does feel like there's a lot missing. It felt a bit like, I can't remember what Marvel series we've said, I said this about, I remember saying this on the podcast before, I can't remember which one it was for, but it felt mm-hmm. like a bit, a bit like a Hawkeye series one, part one. Like it felt like it was. There's so much more yet to come. Yeah, that was that was it. That was series one. That was their start yeah, and this, end goal. This was definitely a series that was let's make get to the point where Kate Bishop is you know worthy of Haw- being a Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which obviously is how the series ends. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to touch on quickly while I was looking at this? Um. Yeah, uh, with the because we were talking about so the kingpin maybe getting shot. Obviously, that's mm. taken from the comics. Yeah, exactly. He becomes blind, right? Uh, yeah, we get some. He does, and then he gets an eye transplant. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, she shoots him in the in the comics. Maya shoots him in the face. And I think they use like the same dialogue as well. A lot of the same dialogue, anyway. Oh, nice. Similar dialogue. Uh, and yeah, she shoots him in the face. And obviously, you know, it had the best post credit scene of all Marvel. I'm fucking insufferable. Are you doing this all? You know the guy, you know the uh, the the, the grey haired um p- uh, performer. Yeah. Uh, I was I watched Tick Tick Boom last night and he's in that. <laughs> I I tell you yeah I I'm very excited to talk about Tick Tick Boom on. I think it's the next episode being released after this one. Best. And yeah, worst. it will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In I'm, our best and worst of 2021. I'm I can't very... believe it's going to be the worst. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll get to it in that episode. But I'm very excited um, to talk about that. And then the only other thing I want to touch on is the erasure of Agents of Shield because uh, Linda Cardinelli, Cardellini, sorry, playing Laura Barton is apparently Mockingbird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I personally, because I like that. To be fair, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. I don't like. I don't mind it at all. But I understand why people will be pissed. Because obviously, this was a show that obviously people invest a lot of their time into. But then you know you can't be surprised if they're deciding oh, yeah, not to make it uh, canon. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Um, they basically confirmed that the other the, the version of um, the Agent of Shield version takes place in a different timeline now. Anyway, yeah, as soon as they because did... of all their time travel stuff. Exactly, I think as soon as you know pre Endgame, you could be like, oh no, it's you know maybe it is canon. But as soon as Endgame came out and they had all these different timelines and stuff, it was just yeah, I think you need to face facts and. No, I mean it. It was also that matter of you know it was it was Marvel television. It was never going to cross over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do still hope. I know, I know we're not talking about Agents of Shield, but I do still hope we see some of the, like 
I hope we see some of those characters cross over at some point. Like yeah, I do. Chloe, Chloe Bennett as Quake. Yeah, I'd like to see Quake. I'd like to see maybe Fitz and Simmons. Um, I think would be interesting. Yeah, I, I hope they, so. Um, should we? Yeah, mate. Give... Yeah, I, I, I'd like to also see. Bring. I want to see Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I want to see really Ghost, want Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, I want I a good Ghost Rider film. <laughs> yeah, that or be, series. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, no. So she's um, she's not. They haven't said she was Shield Agent nineteen, which is obviously Mockingbird in the comics. Yeah, uh, it is Mockingbird, and that was you know a cool little little thing. Obviously, because Hawkeye is married to Mockingbird in, at yeah. one point. Obviously, she's not. She might. I don't know she might still be Bobby Morse and changed her name, but doesn't matter really. Nah, they can just, you know, just is what it is. Yeah, but it was just a nice little touch, I think. Yeah. Do you want to give this a smoking microphone? Like, rate a, rate a smoking microphone? Um, yeah, we can do. I'll, I mean, I would... I oh, I guess I would give it a smoking microphone, yeah, because I did I, enjoy it. Yeah, I think I would, even though there was elements... Oh, actually, no, before we move on, very, very quickly, uh, Yelena. We haven't spoken about Yelena. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, she's she's Her scenes uh, with, um, with Kate Bishop are really fun. I loved them, yeah. And I was, as always, Florence Pugh was was fantastic. Of course, she was. Yeah, think... she's a, she's a lot of fun. I, I, think... I... Karen. Can... Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing that we, because obviously we haven't really spoke about any of these, right? Because we obviously saving it for this. But the yeah. only thing we did mention was obviously her and Clint's interaction in the last episode. Like I liked it, but at the same time, elements of it felt a little forced. Yeah, I, I. I... I didn't buy that he he knew their whistle. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. I didn't ever. That We'd never get the impression from Black Widow that she's the kind of person to open up that much, even to Clint. Yeah, But exactly. maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, see, for me, it was more of a fact of, I feel like she, Clint would be the one person she would have told everything to and knows her entire history. But I feel like that would be the one thing she would have left out unless yeah. unless you know she told him knowing in case something would happen one day to her but i, I don't know it did that mm-hmm. yeah because that seems like a very very but you could tell someone absolutely everything but you'd still keep something like that maybe just to yourself because it's between you and that person yeah it felt like it was too convenient of like that ending between them i like i like some of the moments in it like yeah. The emotional impact of it is still there. Yeah, exactly. And I like the fact she's got some form of, you know, resolution. I, I wonder when we're going to see her again. I hope it's not too long a wait. Um, I can't imagine it will be. Yeah, because I do like her character a lot. And I think, you know, yeah. she, she shined in Black Widow, but I think she really shined as a character in this series as well. Especially the scene, like you said, scene with, especially the scene with her and Kate with the mac and cheese in episode yeah. five. It was just it, it was it was just great. I could have watched that for an entire episode. Yeah, that's what I I would. We 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 I've I think I saw someone say this before is that we should get we now need to get the Black Widow Hawkeye film that everybody wanted except it's Yelena and Kate. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I'd love that. Also, it's funny. I also saw another post is that um. Tom Tom Holland, Florence Pugh, and Haley Steinfeld are all around the same age. Yet one of them's playing a thirty-one year old, one of them's playing a twenty-two year old, and one of them's playing a seventeen year old. Fucking hell! <laughs> That's insane, isn't it? I think they're all younger than me. <laughs> I want to say they're twenty-four. Uh, well, Tom Holland's twenty-five. He's three months younger than me. Oh, okay. Uh, oh no, Florence Florence Pugh's older than me by a couple of months. <laughs> and then Hayley Seinfeld I think is 97 so okay but yeah anyway um, so I guess we'll both give it a smoking microphone yeah I'd give it a smoking microphone it deserves it I think yeah but, we haven't really um, talked about like much of the last episode really <laughs> oh yeah like I think there's some stuff in here that doesn't make a little like sense a little bit like why were the tracksuit mafia looking for the watch initially yeah yeah, because then they never, they never. Because then that mean because they know the. I mean, like, why are they looking specifically for the watch when they seem to be after the Ronin? Yeah, that makes no sense actually. 
and I, I, it's still, I haven't seen it clarified anywhere. I haven't seen anyone else be like, that's a plot hole. I don't, I, you know, it's a bit, I'm at a loss for that. Yeah, that's, you know, now you've said it, it's made me go a bit, oh. And, and the is the implication that Kingpin hired Hawkeye to take out the tracksuit mafia? Well, not hired, but asked him to. The no, the the I think the implication is Kingpin hired Ronin to take out um, Maya's dad, so then he would have control of the tracksuit mafia. That's what I understood it to be. Yeah, it, it's it's all kind of that's I don't know. Like there there seems to maybe be a past between mm. Hawkeye and Kingpin. But the only reason I understood that was bec- was actually because of an interview with Vincent D'Onofrio where he said. Um, that what he understands it to be is that Kingpin lost everything because of the blip. Oh yeah, I saw that in the, the Wikipedia. Yeah, and th- this is him trying to regain control of his city, which I found I'm... interesting. I guess, I guess if that's like touched on in the future thing, like if there's more, if Fisk shows up in like the next Hawkeye series or whatever they do. Like, touching on that whole idea of there has to be some form of organised crime, you know? Yeah. Like, not has to be, but, you know, like, there's those, those, like, you know, crime films that do that kind of stuff, don't they? Where it's like, there's organised crime because if there wasn't, it would be a mess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's actually part of the plot in um, the beginning of the Spider-Man game on PS4. Oh, shit, yeah. You take out Kingpin and he's like, well, now crime's just going to be rampant. And then crime is rampant. Yeah, <laughs> he's no, like I was keeping things under control. Nice segue into Spider Man as well. It is, it is, it is. Um, Just wanted to give you that so, praise. So Spider Man happens, happened. It's oh. uh, it's already crossed a billion dollars at the box office. Too fucking right. Um, it's just it's um, just done um, five hundred million domestic for Sony, which is like a uh, it's never happened for Sony before as well. Yeah, I know. It's it's also the second biggest US opening behind Endgame. Is it really? Yeah. Christ. Like opening weekend, like opening that, you know. <laughs> I mean, well, I I don't look. I don't know about you, um, and I think it's. It, I fucking loved this film. Absolutely, it it. I had, I had very high expectations going into it um, because I had very much typed it up the entire year. You know that my friends know that. Like all my other friends know that. But this took my expectations. And it exceeded them. It did things that I didn't expect them to do. And it handled other things in really, I thought, really well-structured ways. Um, mm. Yeah, I just, just, yeah, fucking loved it. Yeah, it has the, I think it has the record for um, opening day in the UK as well. Yeah. Because it made, I think it made 10 million on its, like, opening Wednesday. Yeah, my cinema was, was... Like brand. Mine wasn't actually that full, but like, because I watched it in my local, obviously. But did people cheer in your cinema? Um, there was like some people reacting. There was definitely there was definitely a girl towards the back who was very excited. Yeah, mine had um, full on screaming, cheering. Now you get that in those big cinemas in London, which is, I'm not big on it just because I'm like take, but in the moment you love it, but then in, in retrospect it's like I don't want to miss anything, so please, please be quiet. <laughs> Yeah, I think for, for me, what I'll say is before we before I get your opinions as well is for me, maybe that added to it as well. It was my it was my best cinema experience I think I'd ever had. It, it I was think just electric. For me, it was probably in terms of cinema experience, it's probably still Infinity War or Endgame. Yeah, mine was Infinity War, but this this just trumped it. Yeah, no, it was yeah. Um, but the film itself, it's, it's a shame that it's shit. <laughs> good, good cinema experience. Bad film, no. Um, no, it's great. How many times have you seen it? Twice. I've only seen it once. I think we're planning to see it again this weekend. Yeah, I I want to see it again, but I also don't want to burn out on it, so I'm going to wait. Yeah, I, well, I saw it once uh, with my good pal Reese, who listens to the podcast, and then uh, Maddie hasn't seen it yet. So, um, because, uh, well, viewers wouldn't know this, but we both unfortunately got COVID over Christmas. We were one of those lucky people. It was either pregnancies, engagements, or COVID, apparently. Um, mm. So she hasn't had a chance to actually see it yet. So our plan is to go in the early new year um, 
yes, I've only I've only seen it once. But I'm like you. I don't. I think I think twice will be my my stopping point, and then I'll wait for it to release yeah. on like Blu-ray. Because yeah, it's, it's one of those where it's Sony, isn't it? So it's not going to go to streaming first. It'll be out on DVD first. Yeah, exactly. Um, <coughs> yeah, let's jump straight into it. Um, there is a lot first. There is a lot to unpack in this yeah. film, and I think. Right, you know what? I think we should start off with the 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 biggest kind of um, rumor that was going around. Obviously, people know this is a spoiler anyway, but obviously it was the. Will Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield be in this film? Basically, yeah, yes, they are. We all—I mean, look—we knew it, but there were still elements of we, were, we. When I first went into the cinema, I was a bit like, there was a bit that came over me. I was like, "Fuck, what? What, if, they, yeah. what if they're not?" It was. It was. Um. It was Schrodinger's uh, Spider-Man for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> But, like um, they could, they could, it was it was it was very possible that they wouldn't be in it. Like it was to that point. But what I I say the thing I hated most about this, and it's not it doesn't hurt the film at all in the end. Mm. But what I hated most about the whole thing is that those leaks were all true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I hate that that those things were leaked because it's like the only way things like that can get out is by people working on the film and it's because it's it's they're they're false leaks they're like leaks by the studio themselves yeah to get to drum up you know excitement and it does it works i get it i just we, i kind of wish i could go and be like i didn't know anything about this film going into it but i know that's not an experience that's ever going to happen in this day and age yeah of course and I, i'd agree i mean it would have been lovely to to have seen this film and not known anything but i think it yeah. helped. It helped add to my excitement, and I think this is something that we, again, we only briefly, briefly spoke about it. But um, for me, in this film, Tom Holland gives for me one of the, uh, uh, probably one of the best comic book performances of all time. For me, William Defoe's great, Zendaya's great, but someone who really, really steals the show is Andrew Garfield. For me, yeah, he's he, when he, um, I wouldn't, yeah, I mean. I guess I think everyone gets their chance to do everything, you know, to do. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, no, he was great in those scenes where they're all interacting with each other. Yeah, there was just something. Don't get me wrong, right? I loved I loved seeing Tobey Maguire again, and I think I liked I loved seeing Tobey Maguire for the nostalgia element, but Garfield put in such an amazing performance. I think. Um, he, yeah. He he stole every scene he was in. Um, and you know, there's all there's you know there's rumours that him and Toby now they're in it they'll turn up again for like Secret Wars and all this stuff. Well, there's there's a lot of um, stuff going around about um, that Sony do still want to do like a proper si- like Sinister Six movie and uh, Spider-Man versus Venom, but it will likely be the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah, and what keep Tom Holland for pure um... for his own story, like his MCU stories. Thing is, I I wouldn't mind that because I think. One thing that I got when I was watching this was how much I enjoy and love Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Spider-Man, and I think, yeah. and I think when you watch the Amazing Spider, we watched the Amazing Spider-Man films recently, and one thing I got was he's a great Spider-Man. He just didn't, he, he didn't That's... have the great, he didn't have the good material. That was what was wrong. No, Andrew Garfield's brilliant. Um, after watching, you know, like I said, Tick Tick Boom last night, he's a fantastic actor. But yeah. he he needs he needed better material for those films. And like, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two when they first came out. And then like retro retrospectively, I've looked back at them and been like, okay, now I can see why they are not great films. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I I have enjoyed them less because of it. But Andrew Garfield is the shining aspect in both of those films. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And it is a shame that he didn't get good stories. That was always the thing I disliked the most about those films was that it all felt so forced mm. in those films. And then, then when they got cancelled, I was genuinely disappointed. And then obviously you find out Spider-Man's coming to the MCU and it's like, oh, okay, all the excitement's just ramped back up. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can't dwell on it. Like, I wanted Spider-Man 4 and then that, we got Andrew Garfield as in Spider-Man instead. We got the reboot. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I love Spider-Man. I'm going to jump on this instead then. I'm not going to turn exactly. against the old ones obviously exactly even though we've been we've been very critical of like spider-man 3 but more for a joke that film's hilarious it's fucking <laughs> yeah brilliant but i think i think yeah i think both of them do a great performance i think 
you know, my cinema was went electric when Andrew Garfield turned up. Everyone was cheering and whooping. It was really nice to hear. And then obviously when when Tobey Maguire turned up, it was it was unlike anything I'd ever heard before. And it was I... it was you know that that nine year old boy was like there's. Spider Man's come back. You know I mean, it's like you say, right? You you jump on board for every iteration because you love the character, right? And you love you love what Spider Man is and what he stands for, and that's why you watch it. But they, but but when he came back on, and when the suit came out, I was like, that's the one that my dad took me to go see when I was nine. And you, you do get that wave of nostalgia. And I think, but what what I liked, what I liked about this film for me was was up until that point. The film was so strong. Um, I said that really weird. The film was really strong to the point of I didn't mind if they weren't going to turn up at that point because I was like, this is already becoming a really strong film. So then when yeah. they turned up and it wasn't until the kind of last act of the film, it just kind of added to the overall strength, if that makes sense. Yeah. Also, uh, to touch on that, uh, touch on something, How, which one were you saying you were nine when you watched? Well, not nine, but like you know, young. Like Tony. I was going to say, uh, which one were you, Tony Maguire? Uh, when did Spider Man Two come out? Uh, two thousand four. So seven. Yeah. 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 So and then I was um yeah. on the age thing. I was talking to someone at work, and they were telling me how the they loved the new film, and they loved it when they saw the, saw the old Spider Man. Yeah. But they said they never really liked the previous Spider-Man films and I was like they'd never been attached to them and I, I was like what well, listening to them finish what they were saying and then I just went let me see if I can figure out why. How old are you? And they told me they were 19. I was like, "Oh, okay. You were born the year the first Spider-Man film came out. I was 6 the year the first Spider-Man film came yeah, out." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I can remember, I can remember clear as day being 7 years old, my dad taking me to our local cinema uh, around Lakeside seeing Spider-Man 2 getting the spider-man 2 um train lego set <laughs> afterwards because and, and i just remember loving it like you do get that wave of nostalgia but yeah i'm i loved the interaction between the three of them yeah um yeah i just loved it but i think um i think garfield's amazing i think Maguire was Maguire was great not... but... oh, yeah i think garfield's amazing too bill murray's brilliant um <laughs> But <laughs> but um, I think I think overall I think Tom Holland steals the film. I think. Oh yeah, his his um, yeah. I, I want to talk about we're talking about the um Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield things. I want to say this film. I don't think this film was going for nostalgia points. It was going for fan service points, but in service of the plot. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, like. I think because I don't think there was so much in terms of nostalgia because there wasn't like rehashing old things that were like oh I get that moment you know that kind of thing like we didn't have Tobey Maguire Peter Parker having to stop a train kind of thing you know like yeah I feel like that's more nostalgia it's like oh they're doing the same thing again but this was oh no they're back there's a couple of references to things they've done before but they're doing new stuff they're here to serve this plot yeah that's what I enjoyed and that's what I liked and every aspect of the older stuff that was brought over served this plot really well. And I think the thing that serves this plot the strongest was Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin again. Yeah. Like, the fact that... Because I've seen people now saying he might be the best comic book villain ever. Yeah. Comic book movie villain ever. Yeah. And the point they're making is because he was not only a brilliantly effective villain for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but he's now a brilliantly effective villain for Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Like, he comes into this film and he just ruins Tom Holland's, well, Peter Parker's life. Oh, yeah, Peter Parker loses everything. Well, I mean, because of his own, you know, his own... Choices. Selfishness a little bit. Like, he is selfless in what he's asking for as well, but... Yeah. And I like that now people are are retroactively looking at this entire trilogy as his origin story. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is his trilogy is him becoming Spider-Man. Like yeah. I prefer that that look at it actually because it it's true because he goes he learns that oh he cuz he's more enthusiastic in as it in when we first shows up and that he's like oh, I want to be a superhero I want to be an Avenger. And now he's just like, wow, this has ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I'd agree with you. I think the thing that I like the most about these returning Spider-Man and villains was the fact they didn't just bring them in to bring them in. They they 
it it served the story and it served the plot and where it takes the MCU Peter Parker and it works really really well. And yeah. and now you know it's no look we'll see Tom Holland Spider-Man again. I think we're very much going to get a trilogy if not Spider-Man 4, but I think Well they've 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 talked about it already that they're actively developing new stuff and they're like exactly. in the early stages of it. So we'll see more Spider-Man. I just think Something that I think has already been said is it's going to be a little bit more disconnected. Like, it's not going to be so in your face that it's the MCU. Yeah. And I I like that a lot. I also like that... We'll talk about it more in depth, but, like, with the ending, you know, how, obviously... We're talking about this as if... It doesn't matter. If you've listened to this, you've seen it, so you know what the ending is anyway. But, like, you know, with the ending with everyone forgetting who he is, yeah. who Peter Parker is... They kind of how now have the possibility that they could use Spider-Man in loads more MCU films without him taking his mask off and just get Tom Holland to do the voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, I really want to see that happen now. Like, I want just Spider-Man to show up in something and it just be, he's just Spider-Man because and everybody's just like, oh, we, we don't know who he is under the mask, so he doesn't have to take his mask off. And I think that one of the exciting things for me is seeing, you know, in the next film... And the next time we see Peter Parker, is seeing where he goes from here. Now he is because, like you said, these three films were the origin of him becoming Spider-Man, and now it's going to be a case of what happens from here. I mean, you know, there's a lot of theories that this will, obviously this is going to link to Doctor Strange too, and people are saying, will he? Because he's he's been confirmed to show up in Has another MC- Yeah, yeah. So basically, when oh, they... okay. I thought, you, I thought you were going to say he's been confirmed to show up in Doctor Strange. I haven't oh, seen any confirmation, but no, yeah, he's he's contracted to yeah do another big. Sharp film. So I have a feeling that probably will be Doctor Strange too. What if it's not? I mean, what what else could it be? Fantastic Four. Yeah, maybe. I know that's like further down the line at the moment, but like it's John Watts. <laughs> yeah, I do. So here's a question I have for you. So obviously, like you said at the end, Peter Parker, you know, erases everyone's memories of him. So well, Doctor Strange erases everyone's oh, memories of sorry, Peter Parker. Doctor Strange, yeah, and we so... never actually see what the spell is specifically so you know it could be changed we don't know um do you think we will see ned and mj again and will they remember who peter is yeah based on you you don't you probably don't remember she does she uh, she has like a hint of remembering him right at the end right the, the look on her face is a look of what like it's an obvious look of wait a second kind of you know um and i saw someone p- posited a theory that um what if she doesn't remember him, but she recognises his face from the drawings on her wall? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, that's another... There's a lot of questions you can ask about, like, does the spell then erase photographs and stuff like that? Like, how does this spell actually work? Does it only erase people's memories, or...? Yeah, because I think... But it's... I, I know so... it's been... Not... It's been... This hasn't been clarified by anyone, but it's more fans kind of saying this stuff. That, like, the, what the spell would kind of do is... All that stuff obviously still happened. They still experienced everything like that. It's just in their minds, they just can't remember Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, my theory is, and I don't think a lot of people agree with me, I think, not resolved, but I think it will, if he does show up in Doctor Strange 2, it will be to address slash start to resolve it. I think. I I don't, I see, here's the thing. Sorry, not not for the world. But I mean, mm. for no. characters like Strange, and he'll be able to get Ned and MJ's memories back, but not not a, uh, you know, the whole world now. The spells reverse. Yeah. It'll just be for certain people, if that makes sense. I feel like something that the MCU does very well is that it doesn't usually do things like, oh, if this character's in this film, we're going to resolve not resolve something, but we're going to do something that will then benefit their stuff, future stuff, kind of thing. Yeah. So if he does show up in Doctor Strange. I don't think they will address it like that. I think if he shows up, he would just be Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is why I'm also thinking he's not going to show up in it. Yeah, maybe not. Um. But what I um what I will say is they'll definitely address it like in the next Spider-Man film, and I feel like they will reverse it. A hundred percent. Yeah, they'll reverse in it some at way. least at least so that MJ knows. I think. Yeah, but obviously that's you know well that's something the writers have got to work on now and they'll figure it out. But um, yeah, and I have faith in them. Obviously, I also I just like the idea of getting a more grounded Spider-Man film. Like I've always wanted to see 
that kind of Spider-Man story. I don't think we've ever got that. Like, you know, him actually... We get hints of it in all the films, but like, just fighting crime in New York. I'd love a really low-scale Spider-Man film. Yeah, 100%. Like, if the next villain was Kingpin kind of thing, like... Yeah. I'd love that. Like, it doesn't need to be... I don't, I don't know. It's like... I guess Homecoming has that a little bit in that the villain is Vulture. I think, I think, yeah, I think I thought, I think the next villain will probably be Craven or Morbius. I'll be honest, because they're the, what they're setting up separately. Yeah, but Morbius, uh, that we don't know what's going on in the Morbius universe. The Craven film is going to be a solo Sony film, so I don't know if they're going to then bring mm. them over, because there's no, I don't think Sony stuff is ever going to take place in the MCU. Nah, yeah. Because if you want to address both the end credit scenes of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which you still haven't seen. No, but I know the post credit scene. Yeah. And the end credit scene of this film. Um, yeah, no, you're right. They brought, yeah. they brought Eddie Brock over just to leave the symbiote behind. Yeah, so maybe the next one is going to be Tom Holland's symbiote then. Oh, yeah, I think they're definitely going to address that. And I think this is the perfect time to do that because he's in a mindset where he's still... Yeah, okay, the plot was resolved, but I think he's still in a darker mindset in that, you know, I've lost everything and I'm ha- and I'm happy and I'm angry a little bit. Well, maybe that's how maybe that's how they bring MJ or Strange or both of them with Ned back into the, into kind of... Um, at least MJ and Ned back into his life. Maybe, you know, he, he goes down this darker path because, like you said, he's lost... He gets to the end of this film. Yes, he's become Spider-Man. He he has a form of you know, uh, you see in his face like he knows what he has to do now, and he knows he has to go out and be this hero. But at the same time, he has lost everything. He loses Aunt May. He loses his girlfriend. He loses his best friend. Um, so now maybe that and the symbiote will be attracted to that, won't it? So it'll be he ends up going down this quite dark path. And I think I think Tom Holland, as he proved in this film, would be able to would be able to do that quite well oh yeah he's 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 great in that moment you're thinking about you know when he's against the green goblin that's an amazing moment and that was a moment even i went holy shit my favorite bit in all of that is when he does that jump punch and you just hear the clang of the shield yeah like because that's like that's the that's the signifier that he's not holding back yeah which is also something then I want to address about both Hawkeye and Spider-Man is that I I don't need it to be too much. I don't need it to be heavy, but I hate how bloodless these films are. I think I think he is he is smashing it at Norman Osborn's face and there is nothing happening to him. The only thing I would say though this film for the first time proper I feel like it do, it does go quite more brutal like when he's getting kicked the shit out of for Aunt May, uh, when yeah. Aunt May's running away, he is getting oh, yeah. hammered. So, and I think that's the first time you properly see that in these MCU films. So, I'm I'm happy they've started going down that route. Route. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah. Of course. I. I. It's obviously. Obviously, these films have always got to be a certain age range. They want kids to see that, so they can't. But it's like I recently saw the ending of um on YouTube. Rewatched the ending of Daredevil season three. Oh yeah. And Kingpin is just covered in blood. Yeah. And then he's, and then in this film, you know, you've got Spider-Man, no, like not holding back, punching Norman Osborn in the face over and over again, and there's not a drop of blood. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I, I can't, you know, it takes you out the moment a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But speaking of a Spider-Man not not holding back. I that's what I want. I want to see Andrew Garfield do. I want because they they've mentioned that he you know he got he got angry and rageful after Gwen Stacy died, mm. and that he stopped pulling his punches. I want to see that. I'd love to see that. Yeah, a darker Spider-Man film. Take it to like a fifteen rating or an R rating, like because you, if you've got two different Spider-Man films running like you know simultaneously two different universes, you can then have one that's a bit more mature. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. And I definitely want to see Andrew Garfield come back as Spider-Man. Yeah, that's the one thing I got from this film is when I left this film, I went, I went, I want to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man new trilogy, like that they've spoken about. I want, I want that. I actively want that. I want to see, you know, yeah. Zendaya still in it, and I want um, Ned still in it. But then I came out and went, if I had, to, if I, if, if they said to me, right, they're going to do another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film. 
Tobey Maguire won't, but he might turn up, you know, for Secret <laughs> Wars or something. Or even if he doesn't turn up again, I'd be absolutely fine with that. I think, I think Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I think deserves at least one more go for his own film, just to kind yeah. of, because I think what they showed in this film, like we've already said, is you know he didn't have the right material. In this, he did, and it had the right direction. It had the right material, and he he blew everyone away. So, so if they go in that direction, it could be amazing. No pun intended. I'd say, yeah. I'd say I'm 70% sure they're going to do Spider-Man versus Venom with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, 100%. I, I, do, I do think they're going to do it. Wow, you're 100% sure? I mean, you, no. Or are you 100% sure that, you're, that I'm 70% sure? <laughs> you know what? I'll let you infer how you like. Yeah, I think yeah, I've, I'm I'm seventy percent sure. Like, uh, you know, not 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 too high, but you know, positively. Like, I think that's what's going to happen because I think there's enough people asking for it. Yeah, yeah. And I think Sony won't be idiots about this. They're like, they know they want to do Spider-Man versus Venom next, and that's another thing is about about the Venom symbiote, which isn't something that's actually been addressed in any of the films really, apart from the end credit scene of Venom: Let There Be Carnage, is that the symbiote is a multi-dimensional being. Mm. It's a hive mind that can connect to all the different versions of itself. Oh shit! Yeah. Of so, it can. so that symbiote knows Spider-Man, knows Peter Parker. That's why it was. It's interested in him. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It might not like know it explicitly, but like because of the connection to the other symbiotes. You know. But yeah, yeah that's that. I I'm excited to see a. a a black because they they can't leave it in the universe and then not do it the next I feel like the next film will be Black Suit Spider Man yeah I think the next Tom Holland I, film will be Black Suit Spider Man for sure that doesn't necessarily mean Venom will be the villain in the next film because no not at all because that could be the villain the I think after. I think the yeah, I think it should be a matter of something that amazing that I mean, something that Spider Man three maybe didn't do right but obviously Sam Raimi didn't really want to put Venom in anyway um mm. have him be the black suit throughout most of the film until the finale and then it comes to a scene where maybe at the end of the film he's about to kill his villain or something like that and then he decides to part with the suit yeah 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 yeah. and then you set up venom for the next film and then i don't know who they're gonna make Ven- i've seen some people say they might make mac gargan venom <laughs> yeah mm. who's, who's, who's scorpion obviously normally i don't know and he's in the universe but like i don't think that's what they'll do but i don't know how they'll maybe they introduce an eddie brock their yeah. own version of Eddie Brock, but I doubt. I don't know what they'll do. I like the idea that the symbiote is in the universe, though. Yeah, exactly. Same. I think I agree with you. I think they're going to do black suit Tom Holland and focus on his kind of loneliness and desperation of being on his own. Yeah. And that's how they'll get, you know, MJ and Ned back and set up for Venom in the future. And then separately, I think oh. Sony will do an Andrew Garfield Venom movie. That next spider-man film should be kingpin as the villain and black suit spider-man he's gonna kill kingpin at the end it should be like and then oh daredevil should be in it yes oh yeah we should quickly touch upon daredevil <laughs> and then it could we will in a minute just i was gonna say and then we can have like not a rehash but kind of the same thing that happens in the end of daredevil season three where he's like don't you know you don't want to kill kingpin because it will he then he wins kind of thing yeah i'd love that um because like obviously in daredevil season three what he says to him when he's about like when he's close to killing him he's like i'll not let you like destroy who i am yeah whatever he says but yeah like so that'd be cool that would be really interesting that'd thing be great. To do. i think i think realistically i think kingpin will be the next villain for spidey i like there's so much that's been like set up now in the mcu yeah i love it like there's so many little threads we've got we got we got val hanging around who's obviously supposed to be madam hydra oh shit yeah I about that. we've got um more cosmic threats yep um, and then we've got Kingpin now is around. It's Obviously, exciting. he's a new, he's he's more of a New York threat than anything else. But yeah, it's exciting. Man. Still a threat. Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. Um, yeah. Obviously, Charlie Cox returns as Daredevil as well, and that was great. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice little scene. But nice to know he's canon in the universe now, and he will be coming back and showing up again. Um, I can't remember who it said it but someone i listened to was saying about with the reveal of there's this so you you've never watched the daredevil series you don't know who matt murdoch is mm. this blind lawyer shows up he's just a blind lawyer as and he and like and then he catches a brick somehow you know yeah 
you don't know who that character that would be amazing that's it works as fan service to people who have seen all the Daredevil series and it works as introducing a new character oh 100% because now anyone who doesn't know who Daredevil is watching that film would be like who was that guy yeah I, I need to go and find out who that person was and then they'll go and find out about the, the you know and then they'll learn about who that is before he shows up again mm. and I think that's a really good way to introduce that character at first I thought it would probably be forced him being in it but and it does still feel a little bit out of place but I still love it yeah I loved it I absolutely loved it yeah god I love this film no it's great I'm trying to think if there's anything if there's anything else I think mean, I like the Dr. Octavia stuff I liked all the returning villain stuff you know I liked Electro well, I, mean, I liked well, Lizard didn't do much. I liked, but, actually, I really did like Electro in this film, even though he feels like a fundamentally different person. Yeah, but I liked Electro. <laughs> I liked Octopus, and I liked Goblin. Um, Octopus. Octopus. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think it's just a bloody great film. Just... I like that every, what everyone was saying is like, oh, you know, the the, arm, the arms are going to be fixed and he'll be a good guy. He's obviously not a good guy. He does help at the end, but like... When he gets his little... I love that that whole idea of Peter Parker trying to fix his villains. It's really good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I really enjoyed. And it it teaches him as well. Because obviously he's like, I, this isn't my problem. And even after... And everyone, you know, he's convinced by his aunt. Everyone attacks. And then he's still like, this isn't my problem. And she's like, no, no, no. And it's even addressed by Peter that even like when she's dying, she still believes she did the right thing. Or they did the right thing. Yeah, that scene, that scene fucking... Like, oh, it's powerful. Yeah, it broke me. Yeah, same. Yeah, that was. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm alright, I'm doing alright. And then that happened, and you see Happy get arrested and scream for Peter to run, and, you know, Peter's crying and runs away. And then. He gets shot first. <laughs> gets shot, and then obviously when Ned and MJ find him and embrace him, and they're talking to the other Spider Men, I'm yeah. just. I was a broken man. I was like, fuck. Because he loses, like you I, said, he loses, he loses everything that matters yeah. to him. But he carries on, because that's, you know, that's the, that's why it's with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, he carries I'm, on because that's what he's meant to do. I'm wondering, um, one thing is because there's obviously there's going to be that prequel series on Disney Plus, the Spider-Man Freshman Year. Oh yeah. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to actually have an Uncle Ben. Probably, I would have thought they would. But it's, I don't know, it's weird because it's like, what's the point of having an Uncle Ben then? Yeah. Like, I, I guess, no, I guess there's still that point. He could, there could still be a whole story of like, I don't know, Peter Parker's ignorance is, but that's meant that his origin. Well, maybe they'll do a new it, spin on it. Maybe it will just be, you know, his uncle just passes away. It's not an ignorance thing. It's, it's just a. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they just don't don't. I I I could I wouldn't be. I actually wouldn't have a problem with them not doing an Uncle Ben in this because they've done it. They've done exactly what the Uncle Ben stuff. What the purpose of it is, which is the um, the great power comes great responsibility scene. Uncle Ben's purpose is to die because of actions, you know, to do with Peter Parker. Like his own actions get his uncle killed, and then he learns that. Oh, I you know need to be better. Need to be better. Yeah, and that's the whole Basically. point of May in these in these when you look at this as an origin story, it's all setting up for Yeah. The, the all three films are really setting up for that moment. When you May, really, May, May serves Yeah, May serves the purpose that Uncle Ben does, so having him would feel redundant, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I but then there is that scene in Civil War where he kind of does says you know, his line that is along the lines of great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So when you have the ability to do something to help people and you don't you know, people get hurt. Yeah. So that that's why, I mean, maybe there is a Ben Parker. We will, I don't know, we'll find out, I guess, won't we? I'm just excited to see where Tom Holland's Spider-Man goes next. Yep. It's very, very exciting. I, I, I do like the idea that they probably could take a break for a little bit. Yeah. And it... Which is why another thing of like the whole addressing the MJ's, uh, the forgetting Pete Parker stuff, because I feel like they need, to, with how much time there might be till the next one, they definitely need to, there'll definitely need to be a jump in time. Yeah. Not huge, but like a few years. I think they'll need to like age, age Peter Parker up, like to be closer to Tom Holland's actual age. Not his actual age though, because obviously in, say in three years' time, he's going to be twenty-eight. So. I mean. 
I would expect the next Spider-Man film to be three years, two years, three years. So he'd probably be like in his early twenties. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't. Is... I don't think it's gonna be that long a wait in terms of like five or six years. But I do think something like two to three years. I also didn't like having to explain to Kyle the whole. Oh, did you, did you get when Peter Parker's like, oh, uh, when when to- Tobey Maguire's like, oh, it's my back. Oh man. He didn't get it, and he was just like, really? There's that scene in Spider-Man Two of his back, and he's like, no, I don't remember. Yeah, I love I'm that. like, oh. Do you want me to crack it for you? Yeah. <laughs> I love the bit as well. Goes, you're in the Avengers. That's great. What? What is that? What is that? <laughs> you're in a band. <laughs> I just loved. I loved the interaction between the three of them. It wasn't. Ex- yeah. It wasn't. Even, to be fair, it wasn't even the interaction I was expecting between them. But it just works. Oh, it does. It's. It's. It. It, it really does. It's really. Really fun. And then it, you know um, the combination of the moment where they all swing and land together was just. Yeah. It was every Spider-Man's dream. Also, that um, every Spider-Man's dream. Well, yeah. <laughs> every Spider-Man fan's dream. That's the one. Um, I also love that they just reused those shots of uh, Flint Marco from Spider-Man Three. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course they did. I saw some people like questioning it, being like, "Did they reuse those shots, or are they new?" Like, no, of course they reused. Even the Reeseven stuff was reused. Yeah. They weren't actually in the film. No. Some people. Some people are like, "Well, it was it even their voices." <laughs> I think it was. I think it was their voices. I think at, at the very least, it's their voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't in the film. Um, I think it's fair to say that you know, going to rate this film easily a smoking microphone, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'd give it two smoking microphones if I could. You can have mine. <laughs> yeah, Harry gives it two smoking microphones, and I've I've got no microphones to give today. Sorry. <laughs> you can have the stand. You give the stand. <laughs> Oh wait, with great uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Has a Wikipedia page. I love that, but it's not just Spider Man because it's actually like it's an old saying. Wankers. Something to do with the Sword of Damocles. It is not to be confused with Peter Principle. Peter Parker Principle. Redirects it. I'm a. This is weird. I don't know. I'm not going to read this Wikipedia. <laughs> let's page. Uh, let's let's round this off. Um, oh no! Wait. I also want to touch. I fucking love the um the fight in the uh whatever it's called mirror dimension yes 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 what i love the most about that is um you know when obviously he's 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 caught the cloak between two portals like he webs it both ways yes you know when oh, yeah shit. you know that bit and then when dr strange is pulling the cloak back to him that's what causes the the two portals to smash into each other yeah and it just that's just another example of peter parker's strength as well yeah, I loved that so much. That was great. And then he, you know, just overpowers Doctor Strange because obviously that's alluding to how in the comics he has been the Sorcerer Supreme as well. So just as we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Three, apparently Andrew Garfield's stunt man might have just accidentally confirmed it on Instagram. I I saw that. It could just be them being because it, all it is is someone in the comments congratulating said, oh, him, congratulations right? on the Amazing Spider-Man Three, and he's just gone thank you. Because <laughs> you imagine if that's true, like, and Kevin Feige just going off oh, for fuck, fucking just. I mean, one, I don't think Kevin Feige would care so much because that's Sony. Oh yeah, true. And that will be purely Sony. Yeah. But I do like what everyone's been saying, and it is kind of true that now Spider-Man one, two, three, Amazing Spider-Man one and two are tech, and Venom is technically MCU canon. Oh yeah. Because they exist in the grander multiverse. We love. We <laughs> Which love. I, I guess is fun, but it's just like... It doesn't... It, it's not really. Obviously, it's not canon to this MCU story. Because it's a different universe. But it's still the same unit. Like, it's still the same thing. I don't know. It's really weird, isn't it? It is a bit bizarre, yeah. But now it's like, with the kind of cameos we might be getting in Doctor Strange... I, is every Marvel film about to become like? Because I mean, that's pretty. It's cool because like, obviously there's loads of different alternate universes in the comics. Mm. It's not all one universe. Yeah, but it's really interesting. It is that every Marvel film will soon be allowed to say, "Oh, we're part of the MCU." <laughs> yeah, true. Except it's only Sony that are making Marvel films other than Disney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because obviously. 
Marvel owned Fox and all that shit. I don't know. It's exciting. It's an exciting future for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. And um, unless you have anything else to say, we've reached the hour point. Shit, we have. I remember before so, we went, should we keep it strictly to half an hour? We were like, yeah, let's try. We had so much to say, and I make we do. You know, it's, we do. Um, um, I can't think of anything else I want to specifically talk about. Like I want to speak about. Um, no, and I mean to be fair, look, I'm sure we'll we'll um, in a future episode we'll probably have some more thoughts and we'll bring it up when more Spider-Man news is is revealed. So this isn't the last we'll talk about it. I don't think. Um, no, but you know what? No, Connor's right. We should, we should probably we should probably round it off. But we would love to hear what you thought about both Hawkeye and Spider-Man. Do you agree with our opinions? Did you think Spider-Man was bad? Why are you wrong in that opinion? Let us know. Contact us on all elements of social media. <laughs> we're on Facebook, Rocksbox and Two Smoking Microphones. We are on uh, Twitter, Two Smoking Mics, Instagram, Two Smoking Microphones. Um, you can email in twosmokingmicrophonespod at gmail.com. Um, we've also got personal Twitters. Connor will tell you his right now. At Connor Jordan. At Connor Jordan underscore ninety six. Sorry, my voice broke for a second. No, you're fine. You're fine. And mine is Harry Young edits. Um, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. We are you're now, welcome. Um, you, good. <laughs> we are now gonna. We are now gonna jump into recording another episode. So we are gonna love you and leave you quite swiftly. Um, and remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah.